0: He's breaking it down, so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM
1: Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with horror legend Kane Hodder. Uh, absolutely uh, fantastic and everything you see him in. And uh, what what a story. What a story he has. His, uh, his book is... Uh, among the best I've ever read, and and I keep giving it out to different friends, and different people uh, that are, are fans of his. You know him from uh, being Jason, uh, of course, from the Friday the Thirteenth uh, franchise. But he's got so much more uh, to him than that, and and the story is just an, uh, amazing. Uh, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, Hey Ride to Hell is uh, is his latest, and it's with Bill Mosley, who we've just had on recently, and he just wrapped on the activated man and everything that this guy's in i could watch but you got to get his book you got to get his book for sure uh kane how are you
2: hey i'm doing great thanks for the kind words
1: well listen uh thanks for writing a a great book and uh and and i know as it was a 10th a tenth, 10th tenth anniversary uh edition what was that last year uh you know sometime uh around the uh the COVID time that it came out and um you know, I, I got to I gotta believe you're pleased with with how that came out. Again, I should give the name. Unmasked, the true story of the world's most prolific cinematic killer. And, and it's just terrific. I mean, it gets into, you know, I, I would have mm-hmm. never known you grew up on an island. And, uh, it, you know, I mean, you're living like, like Gilligan's Island, you know? Uh, <laughs> you know, something like that. I, I mean, that's re- pretty unbelievable. Re-
2: yeah, it, it really was kind of like that. I mean, it was a tiny island. 3 miles long, half a mile wide and I went to all of my uh high school and even part of junior high there. Great education and a very unique way of growing up um where if you're if you live on the island as an adult when I was there anyway, I think this has changed, but there was no federal income tax on your earnings. And there were nobody had any living expenses because it was technically a military base, so your your housing is provided. So it's really a, a a great place to live and save up some money and then you know, go back to the states, buy a house or something. But uh, very very <clears throat> unique way of living, and I still have fond fond memories of it.
1: Yeah, just amazing. It's uh, you know people fantasize about that type of thing, and I, I mean just three miles uh, long and and uh, half a mile wide. How many people were on it?
2: Uh, when I was there, it was about five thousand.
1: Jeez, I, I mean just what uh, an amazing uh, amazing thought there. And and where was it?
2: Uh, in the Marshall Islands, <clears throat> nice. island called Kwajalein in the Marshall Islands, out roughly halfway between hawaii and australia that's how i always describe it and you know i've had so many fun things happen in my career and then with the burn injury that i had suffered in my first year in stunts uh i thought it was a unique story with all that stuff so I was approached by Mike Aloisi, and he said, you should tell your story. So I thought, okay, I guess so. I didn't know it would be that interesting until I started telling it. And then I th- I was like, wow, that
1: that is pretty unique. I think one of the, the inspiring things, the comeback after the burn, obviously, is... Uh, uh, is is unbelievably inspirational. but uh, also, I, you know people see you, you're a big guy, you're a tough guy, you're an imposing uh, looking guy. I, it, you had you had issues with bullies as uh, as a kid. and uh, and you know, you talk about, it. I think you're pretty candid about uh, you know about uh, you know the pain and all of that that went into it. And uh, I got to believe that, that when you're doing some of these scenes and you're slashing, you're doing that, you're thinking back to that, (laughs) you're drawing back to, to some of these bastards that gave you a hard time growing up.
2: Well, that's pretty, uh, pretty perceptive because I did do that. Um, You know, bullying can be so incredibly insidious and far more damaging than, just the physical stuff that you know i just uh once once i was able to not allow it to happen anymore it was such a gratifying feeling and i like to work with you know people that may be going through the same thing whether it's bullying or burn injury or something because with burns it's one of those medical situations where you, nobody can understand what you're going through unless they've been there. And once you can talk to somebody that really does know how you feel, you'll talk to them all day long because you've finally found somebody that understands. And it's just so helpful Somebody helped me that way when I was burned, and it was one of the best things that could have happened, so I tried to do, whenever I can, help somebody else through it, because it's a devastating injury that you you have to consider, okay, once I survive this and get out of the hospital, now I'm gonna be stared at every time I have my shirt off for the rest of my life, and I was 22 when I got burned. So that's a pretty tough thing to get through mentally. You know, bad enough, the physical stuff, but then you got the reminder with the scars for the rest of your life. So it's just a a, a tough tough medical situation. And I, you know, there's a lot of tough medical situations, but this one is kind of unique
1: amazing just but an amazing story love to see it turned into a movie can you give us a quick something on on hayride to hell Uh, a lot of people are, are are really looking forward to seeing you and bill in this together
2: yeah you know bill and i have done quite a few films together and at times we have played brothers and this time we're kind of antagonists where I'm the sheriff of the town and he's a farmer that runs a hayride, which, you know, by the way, is so coming so full circle because my first experience ever signing autographs for fans was at a hayride. And it was spooky world in in Massachusetts. So um, Bill has this farm, has this hayride, and tricks me into killing one of my own family members and it's just such an emotional scene i haven't even seen it yet but i hope the scene comes out as well as it seemed like it did because he really got me going emotionally with with this situation and you know again it's always a pleasure to work with bill because he's such an amazing actor
1: no no doubt about it uh kane i know a lot of people waiting to talk to you do you have a website or a social media site you could point us to so we could follow along with what you're doing
2: uh hmm, boy i guess i should but i mean you know i try to keep somewhat uh visible on twitter but uh You know, it's just that and the Facebook page that that we use the most of. And uh, I hope to see everybody out at a convention or an event at some point in the future.
1: Kane Hodder, thanks for being here. Congrats on everything. Thank you very much. Kane Hodder, everyone. Uh, Wonderful horror actor. And you know him uh, best probably from his portrayal of Jason uh, Voorhees. In the films uh, from Friday the 13th franchise and you know uh, you know Victor Crowley and hatchet um, you know so many things hey ride to hell with Bill Mosley is um, you know is upon us and we'll be able to check it out just wrapped on a film called the Act- uh, activated man uh, his bio is, uh, is his autobiography is uh, is fascinating uh, in fact he's growing up on an island that small Kind of interesting. And, and, you know, also his take on the, the bullying. He, I mean, he really, I mean, he got it bad as a kid. And then he kind of escaped it a little bit by uh, spending his teenage years on this island. And, and I guess he's surrounded by other military uh, kids, and they're in the same, same boat. But um, unmasked the uh, true story of the world's most prolific cinematic killer and, uh, and kill. Is is uh, his other book? It's kind of a, a follow up, uh, you know, to uh, to all of that. Uh, Frank McKay here, Kane Hodder, um, is uh, has been our very special guest, and you can see him at at you know all, all these great conventions, and um, you know they they get together. It's like a reunion of, of horror talent there, and you know I always say it with uh, Walking Dead, the popularity with of, of Walking Dead. Um, it you know, makes all the other films and everything else explode. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Kane Hodder has been our very special guest, a.k.a. Jason from the Friday the 13th movies. Uh, check him out in and, and his latest along with Bill Moseley. And, uh, again, that's called Hayride to Hell. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. <laughs>
3: This
0: is breaking it down with your host Frank McKay on one zero seven one WLIR FM Hampton Bays.
1: I'd like to welcome everyone to breaking it down. Frank McKay here with a very talented man, and uh, you you know him from weeds, and you know him from a million different things, of course SNL. uh, But this book is a must, a a must book uh, to get, and it is called "I Exaggerate: My Brushes with Fame." The the wonderful. Kevin Nealon is the author, and I, you, listen, you you, you got to get this book. Get two. Get one for yourself. Get one for your favorite Nealon fan. And if you're <laughs> around New York, if you're around here uh, tomorrow, you could see him in in person. And you could see him uh, uh, tomorrow Wednesday at uh, 7 p.m. And uh, that's at Barnes & Noble Union Square. And uh, buy a book, get it signed. It's just, it's a must get. I exaggerate. My brush is with fame. Kevin Nealon, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, man. I really
3: appreciate this.
1: Well, listen, I'm I'm thrilled to have you. And uh, give us a little something on the book. Uh, You know, people are either... uh, um exhilarated after the fact they're exhausted after the fact they're uh they're emotional after the fact or they're just uh, happy to uh, get on to the next step and promote it Where, where do you fit in those categories
3: i'm ecstatic with it i i put a lot of work into this book i'm really proud of it I started this maybe before the pandemic, a year or so before that, and it's a great, great um, opportunity for me because during the pandemic as a stand-up, I couldn't do stand-up. Nobody could work at that time, and I was so used to doing it every weekend almost and getting the laughs, and then I thought, well, this is a good non-verbal uh, way of getting uh, laughs is through caricatures, and people love that. I posted it on Instagram and Twitter, and um, Kevin and artwork and people just loved it and so now it's finally coming out I am prom- promoting it a lot and I really been looking forward to uh, today f- for the release of it and um, and so yeah it's been ex- I've been ecstatic about it so excited
1: yeah listen uh, for good reason uh, is there Uh, Or are there uh, things that you kept out? Uh, Is there enough? And again, not to get thinking too far ahead of us, but is there enough that you kept out to kind of start the next process? And especially if you've enjoyed uh, the the process, uh, is it something you think you'll you'll follow up on?
3: Oh, definitely. I mean, there's so many um, subjects that I didn't have in this book that even after finishing it, I see them, everywhere and I think oh I gotta, gotta do them gotta do them and a lot of them I, I also have stories on like I do in this book and then I go for each story about my uh, experience with this person or my friendship or whatever it was so yeah totally I mean it's totally set up for sequel that's for sure
1: Yeah. Does anything stand out to you that kind of an aha moment that you completely forgot about in a, a situation or a run-in, and and uh, all of a sudden, as you're doing this, as you're going through the process, bang, it hits you, uh, and and you're like, that's right, I forgot completely about that. I imagine there's there's a bunch of those.
3: There are tons of those, and it's like any anybody else when you kind of go back in your mind and relive things, you start thinking, oh, yeah. You know, if you're talking to somebody who was with you, they'll bring up something. You go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So there's a lot of that going on in my book. I mean, just, um, uh, it was was such a cathartic experience for me to go through all that and to um, have that opportunity. And I hope people enjoy it as much as as I enjoyed making it. I mean, it was a labor of love for me. It really was.
1: They will. Trust me. Listen, there are people that are, uh, that have been following you, like myself, for uh, for years, and we, uh, and and we, uh, we think everything you do shines. <laughs> people are going to buy it, and and I'm going to buy a couple and uh, and give them out to to people I know that have loved you. Stand up and and just loved uh, everything that you've been doing. So you're you're going to get the support. There's no no oh, question. thanks, about man. And
3: you're right. It's a great gift idea with the holidays coming up, you know, and p- people could also go to my uh, kevinnealonart.com if they want to procure some of the actual paintings or the, uh, the artwork, you know.
1: Yeah. Did you have friends that uh, that called you and said, either uh, make sure I'm in this book, Kevin, or, hey, please don't don't put that story in. or don't. Did you have any instances like that?
3: <laughs> yes, I did. Uh a lot of people i show it to they say what page am i on what page am i, I said i'm sorry you're not you know and i'm i'm gonna be with al franken um tomorrow night at barnes and noble in union square and, and he i saw him last night i showed him the book he goes now where am i what why aren't i in the book you know <laughs> the same with tim meadows you know i'll see him in chicago in a couple of days he's also being a moderator for my evening and uh but yeah i mean it's it's interesting how some people react to seeing these caricatures. Some people love it. I showed Matt LeBlanc his. He goes, I'm flattered, I think. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I'm definitely uh, – I have some people to consider for my next book. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, well, listen, It's it's a great idea. I wouldn't be surprised if other – uh, if other people who have the You know have the skill set to do it you need the skill set To uh, you, you know to actually Pull this off but I, I wouldn't be surprised If people try to kind of copy you And maybe they won't you know Because uh, I, I haven't seen anybody do exactly This I, but I, I have A feeling uh, you're going to have people Kind of uh, mimic what you're doing Because it really is a great idea
3: Thanks I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if I'm The creator of this idea but I, I mean it's just Something that was kind of cathartic for me and um it just you know it was very it came to me very easily so yeah i mean i'm i'm i'd be flattered if people <laughs> mimicked it
1: uh, how do you think you'll you'll like the uh, the process? I mean, people are going to be coming in there, and you know, I imagine it's it, it's going to be a reunion in certain areas. People are going to uh, you know be popping in. Uh, as we said, uh, Barnes and Noble's Union Square uh, tomorrow, uh, seven p.m. start there. I, I imagine you're going to be running into a lot of old uh, old friends, not just fans, but people that worked with you, people that you did stand up with. And I imagine each step of the way, everywhere you go to do these, uh, it's going to be like a little reunion.
3: You're absolutely right. I I know there's a few people that are coming tomorrow night, like Jim Downey, uh, who's the head writer on SNL for many, many, many years, starting when I was there. Actually, with the original years, he may come tomorrow night. Um, A couple of comedians are coming, some writers. So I'm, I'm really excited. It will be like a little reunion.
1: Is there anything that you look back upon And you, you really, you're really You're having a great career You've had a great career uh, in the past Is there anything that uh, that stands out to you That you wish got more attention And without saying, yeah, everything That didn't get attention But uh, is there anything that you felt uh, That uh, uh, that really uh, got kind of uh, lost in the shuffle, be, either because of timing or because of some other reason. Is there anything that stands out to you that wishes uh, that you wish uh, would have uh, been noticed a little more?
3: Yeah, there's a, um, a sitcom I did with Matt LeBlanc recently called man with a plan on CBS. And it was a really good sitcom it was well-written and Matt LeBlanc, of course, he's a great, um, he's a great actor. Yeah. And it was so good, but people—I think there's just so many platforms out there now. People don't really go to the big um, networks like CBS, ABC anymore. There, there's just so many other distractions. So, a lot of people, especially on the coast, didn't see it, and it was—it was a shame because it was a great show. So that lasted for four years and I'm, I'm really ashamed that I didn't get noticed back in 19 I don't know back in the 1900s <laughs> it's just, I auditioned for a show this is probably uh, in the mid 80s actually and I got five callbacks and I was so excited I was 24 at the time or something and 25 and uh, and like uh, five callbacks and then I finally thought this is a uh, this is gonna be my job man. I'm gonna get this show and the producers even looked at each other and goes well we're not getting any closer than this then a week goes by two weeks go by And then I don't I don't hear from them. So my agent calls and he said, "You know what? We've decided to look um, go for older an older person for this role." And it was the role of um, um, Ted Danson played in Cheers. Oh my God! Yeah.
1: Wow! I could see you in that for sure. I never heard that story, but I could see you in that role. You'd be great.
3: Yeah, and it's funny. The guy who directed uh, the pilot of Man with a Plan was the man who was in that room uh, when they were talking about me and when I met with them. So it was full circle there. When I saw him, we both smiled and said, well, here we are, you know, 38 years later or whatever. Wow.
1: Well, listen, Kevin, congratulations on an amazing career, still going strong, uh, and a great book. Uh, we're going to, we're going to see you tomorrow at Barnes and Noble. We'll talk about it as we let you go. I exaggerate my brushes with fame, which is clever to a uh, clever, uh, uh, title, my brushes. Um, let me uh, just ask you for a website or a social media site before you go.
3: Uh, well, yeah, I've got a couple. Of, uh, it's Kevin Nealon uh, on Instagram. It's, it's Well, first of all, my website is com, And then if they also want to procure some um, paintings, it's um, com. And uh, let's see what else. Um, yeah, I think that's that's about it, right there. I'm sure I'm missing. It. You can go to my Instagram at Kevin Nealon or uh, yeah, at Kevin Nealon Art. You know those two, and um, yeah, those are my <laughs> those are my social medias.
1: Listen, we're gonna see you tomorrow. Congratulations on the book and everything else. Thanks for being here, Kevin Nealon.
3: I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me,
1: Kevin Nealon, Everyone, the uh, wonderful um, guest always. And you know, I, wow, that's interesting about Ted Danson. He uh, he got four or five callbacks on it. I could see Ted uh, Ted uh, Danson. Uh, well, you know, I you know, can you see the comparison between Nealon and Ted Danson? You know, they're both tall guys, they're both athletic-looking guys, and uh, yeah, I could see that. I could see him in the role as as Sam Malone in Cheers. But bam, what a you know. I can imagine, uh, you know, like a a game of inches, you know, you get to that point and then, you know, hey, look, people that that look back on Ted Danson's career and and see how great it is. Well, they made the the right choice. But uh, Kevin Nealon um, has had a great career himself and continues to do so Um, Saturday Night Live alum. And, uh, and so many other things. He was great in Weeds. He was terrific in that. I exaggerate. My Brushes with Fame is the name of the book. Get it. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Kevin Nealon has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.
0: It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay.
4: Long
1: Island Vibes.
0: On 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay.
1: I'd like to welcome everyone to breaking it down Frank McKay here so much more importantly if you are not listening to the media path podcast with Fritz Coleman and Louise Polanka you you're making a huge mistake i mean it is uh, it is the best podcast out there it is uh, it is funny it is smart and uh, if uh, if you've been listening you've uh, you've heard fritz uh, on the show and he's uh, he's become a legend over the years and, uh, you know, it was on Johnny Carson and that's when 30 million people were watching the tonight show. And, and, uh, and for years uh, he's been known as a weatherman, a stand-up, every, uh, everything else that uh, you could imagine, but he just built himself into a legend. Uh, His partner, is, uh, is is in my mind is, is, is more impressive if if that 's possible and that 's louise Pelanca. she 's our very special guest today uh, She founded a uh, premier radio network which is uh, you know which is unbelievable she could have dropped the mic right after that her stand up has been just absolutely fantastic uh, she 's a documentarian on uh, a, a great piece on uh, on the cow and the work that she 's done. Uh, with the cow-, cow cells, and if you're listening, and you've been listening over the years, we've had, you know, uh, Bob and Susan and uh, Paul on here, and they've they've got a great story to tell. They the person who told that story uh, better than tells that story better than anyone is Louise Polanka. Louise, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Uh, doing well. And uh, I you know I would I would imagine I need the whole you know a whole half hour to uh, to give any kind of uh, bio proper bio on you but you got to look back you got to be pretty impressed with yourself i would be anyway uh, <laughs> looking back at what you've done uh, you are you uh, are you able to take a victory lap at this point are you ready to t- uh, take a bow or are you you too busy to do things like that
4: i am i think i'm one of those people that I, where i feel like basically lazy so that i look back and i go i did that stuff and i i'm <laughs> i don't i don't remember when or how but, it, it, you know, Google would would kind of verify it. So, yeah, I, get, I guess I do stuff, but I don't consider myself to be, you know, a workaholic or someone who's like overly aggressive regarding, you know, getting things done or get out of my way. I'm busy. I, you know, I'm not that person. I really, you know, I enjoy playing solitaire on my phone and listening <laughs> to music. So, you know, I, but I guess I have a lot of interests and I think. And I think the one thing that I would advise young kids is like be a person who finishes something you know and I, I think that's what makes the difference is that i'm I'm interested and I know that if I start I, I need to stay organized and finish.
1: How about as a little girl what what were you what were you like? Uh, were you uh, you know thinking to yourself I'm gonna be the next uh, whatever actress um, actor? Um, Were you thinking radio? Were you thinking stand-up? What was your mindset as a young girl? Well, as a young girl,
4: you know, you want actor, singer, dancer. So that's... And then no one in your immediate surroundings is verifying that any of those goals are remotely conceivable. (laughs) And and then you, you start to think, well, I could... I could work on props you know you go you get into high school and you you know you find a niche for yourself backstage and then you kind of imagine that there's something to do backstage if I were able to get myself out to Hollywood I grew up in suburban Buffalo New York Uh, wow but we choreographed a lot of Jackson 5 and Osmond's so (laughs) and my aunt Kate thought that we were very talented so I think you know I thought well let's just see what I could put together and and keep keep moving forward
1: you know I've spent a lot of time in uh, in in Buffalo you know in and around Tonawanda and and, you know all these different um, areas up there and 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 I love it I don't want to put it down but the last thing in the world you're thinking about uh, being up there in those areas unless it's bowling you're not thinking national anything right I mean, oh yeah yeah you know, you're rolling really not, is not so far away
4: yeah no you can you can definitely bowl the day away and <laughs> and that's what you did because if you went outside you might they may have to remove some toes by the end of the day but yeah i there's no one in show business in, in buffalo my uncle bernie was uh, my dad and my uncle Bernie were were furriers. They made fur coats, and and I think once a month my uncle Bernie would go on a, sh- a morning show called Dialing for Dollars, and he would have a fur coat fashion show, and if I got to go with him, then I got to meet the the um, the musical duo of Johnny and Jimmy, and that was show business.
1: <laughs> that was my, that was it. Yeah, well hey listen you know it's uh beggars can't be choosers and and, and <laughs> that probably was pretty exciting uh oh yeah for, for a kid i mean i would have been excited if i was a kid meeting those guys and uh, oh yeah you, you know you never know Media Path podcast if you're just joining us is is where you've got to go subscribe it, it is it is the best podcast that i i can remember hearing um it is it is terrific it's smart it's uh it's funny i i i keep saying the same thing but uh the uh, the co-host uh, along with Frit- Fritz uh, Coleman uh, is with us uh, today, and Louise Palenka is uh, is that uh, person. She uh, just terrific, great chemistry there. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Louise Palenka is our very special guest. Louise, uh, uh, chemistry uh, you and Fritz uh, it, it just it seems natural, or it seems like you've been doing it a very very long time. Uh, what's the history between uh, you two doing radio together?
4: Well, we've just been friends for a while. Fritz and I met. He was doing a, his first one-man show in Los Angeles at a very small theater, and you—you know—you it was very easy to just talk with him after the show. You could probably have talked to him during the show, since there were about <laughs> twenty-five people in, the, in in the audience but he you know he's one of those guys that does stand up and then he creates a one-man show that goes beyond stand up where you're laughing and you're crying and you're feeling and you're talking about it on the ride home and it was his his show was about fatherhood and i I was just intrigued by it and just just the the talent that's required to put on two hours of one person talking on a stage and and elicit such emotion in, in folks that are that are there and uh able to take it in and I was speaking to him about maybe doing something more with fatherhood at at NBC where he works you know he's he's he was the weatherman for about 40 years at the NBC affiliate here in Los Angeles and so we started talking and then it turned out that, you know, he had two kids and I play the drums and they wanted to learn the drums. So they started coming over every Sunday and we'd talk about projects that we wanted to do together. And I started producing his next one man show. So we've just been friends for a long time. So I think that's where the chemistry comes from, is that we're both really intrigued by a lot of the same topics and so we enjoy having conversations about history and politics and show business and music and we're both obsessed with music and so when it came time that when podcasting became a thing I I always wanted to be the first one on board the first one figuring out like oh I could do this at my on my own computer that's and I've been in in, in radio and, and behind the scenes for a while, but the idea of talking into a microphone was, you know, since I wanted to be an actor, singer, dancer, always, right? So, oh, I could be a talker, a person who talks. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, I, I had done stand-up, so I, I knew I could do it and it was getting the right concept for a podcast. I This is actually my, my fifth podcast because you can just do them and no one... No one calls you and says, I'm sorry, we're going to ask you to stop podcasting. <laughs> you, get, you get to keep going. It doesn't matter. How, you know, I've got three listeners. Come on.
1: Yeah, I, unless it's fun. some crazed fan and they're, they're doing it by gunpoint or something like that. Nobody, <laughs> nobody can tell you. Nobody can force you to stop podcasting. It's a, Exactly. It's...
4: Exactly. So, uh, you know, once, once again, Aunt Kate thinks it's wonderful. So... <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, listen, yeah, so actually, I think it's wonderful. I, was- I I I'm blown away by what you guys do. There's a lot of depth there, and I I uh, and it's it's on both ends. You and him, and you have different experiences, but you have different uh, you know skill sets, and and they just mesh together. I mean, it's there's a lot going on there, and um, uh, you know I'm impressed every two every time you you're talking about any subject. I could uh, really I I just I just get into it. I could zone out. Um, Frank McKay here I'm going to take a quick uh, break. Uh, we're talking about the uh, the, the podcast uh, extraordinary uh, uh, podcast and that's a Media Path podcast with Fritz Coleman and Louise Polanka and I, I don't know if uh, if Fritz is first and Louise is second or if it matters, but they're both just uh, outstanding. Uh, check it out and also uh, Google Louise, you'll be blown away. She's a Renaissance woman and a true renaissance woman. She does so many things and so many things well. Not a Jack uh, or a Jacqueline of all trades, uh, uh, master of none. Uh, if, if she's a Jack of all trades, she's a, she's a master of many of these things. Frank McKay signing off just for a moment. We'll be back with more with Louise Polanco right after this. In many
0: ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's breaking it down with Frank McKay.
4: Long Island is definitely the place for you.
0: Now, here's your host, Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.
1: I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Media Path Podcast is something you must subscribe to and uh fritz and louise will take you down uh many lanes and uh you're, you're gonna be smarter right you're gonna be smarter when you do this uh your, your your friends are gonna like you better for listening to this or something something like that i don't know you're gonna you're gonna get a lot out of it how about that louise Polenka is our very special guest she's a documentarian and uh extensive work with the cowsills who i i I think they're so underrated in the big picture in pop culture. Uh, they they really uh, they they should be applauded. I love having them on, but uh, Louise Palenka uh, has has, uh, has done so much. Louise, welcome back thank you it's, it's a pleasure to be here well listen uh, thrilled uh, thrilled to be here uh, with you and it, right before we broke you, you mentioned about podcasting we were joking around nobody could stop you from doing a podcast uh, you started in uh, in radio in a, in a very uh, unique way and you said you were behind the scenes uh, but if you don 't mind give us a little bit of, of the history of premier radio networks I mean that's become such a staple and uh, such a, a, a huge Syndication outlet for for so many um, uh, you know great talents. How does one start that? I mean, how does that how does that even happen?
4: I was right. I was in the right place at the right time. I was writing the weekly top forty countdown for Rick D's, Ah. and I don't know if folks have heard that because it, it feels like everyone's kind of like moved into the podcast space and not listening to these syndicated programs. But this was back in in the uh, mid 80s and casey Kasem had a huge countdown show every week and ricky's was you know enormous in los angeles he had like a 10 share which at that time when when before computers everyone was listening to the same thing you could basically stop your car at a light and you'd be listening to a song on the on the radio and the car next to you would be listening to the exact same song at the exact same time because both listening to the same station so at least 10% of people in Los Angeles were listening to Rick Deese in the morning and it was considered huge. And he was offered by his boss um, uh, the opportunity to, uh, to to create his own syndicated show. And he had met me, I was writing on a a local kind of local, but syndicated kind of franchise show called uh, PM magazine. Mm -hmm. And I was just a kid, but I was, i had worked my way into kind of a writing position and he like he came on our show to to guest host and he liked the way i wrote because i didn't even have an fm radio but someone told me you know my friend alex said no he's funny you can write funny stuff and so i thought oh okay yeah i wanted to write comedy but by this point i realized i wanted to write comedy so they, they i was told he was funny i wrote funny stuff and then a few months later, he called me while he was on the air, just like you're doing, <laughs> and, uh, just, and he said, he said, would you like to write my, submit some jokes, so I started sending him jokes, and he would, you know, pay $10 a joke, and then that led to him inviting me to leave my job and come work for him and write the weekly top 40 countdown, so I just took a chance, and because I was in television, which is where I wanted to be, but this guy was funny, and I knew I wanted to write comedy, so I... It was really just kind of down the street on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. And I went over there and started writing the weekly top 40. And that led to me meeting other disc jockeys, Tim Kelly, Steve Lehman. And we created a company uh, called Premier Radio Network. Ed Mann was one of my partners. And, you know, we just kind of like built it from scratch with like an investment from my father, the Mm -hmm. furrier.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. I just uh, what a, what an amazing story! I, a lot of amazing stories start with Rick Dees for some reason, and uh-huh. you know, like if you if you did the six uh, degrees of separation of Rick Dees, I mean, you'd you'd probably beat out Kevin Bacon, right? Especially at, oh yeah 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 forget it Rick Dees, uh amazing and kind of an unsung hero. Um, you know that, that sounds weird because of all the success he's had, but uh, you know a lot of people you say Rick Dees now and they're like Rick Dees? and well somebody might say Disco Duck. I mean what what a what a career uh, Rick Dees has had, and and you know you two, uh, and if you're just joining us, Louise Polanka is the voice that you're hearing, and she's uh, absolutely uh, tremendous talent, and uh, and obviously so, uh, bright, and she's got vision. Uh, just uh, absolutely amazing media path podcast is the name Fritz Coleman and Louise Polenka. Uh, you could check out uh, and binge listen to everything that they've done uh, just absolutely tremendous Frank McKay here much more importantly Louise Polenka is our very special guest Louise going back to uh, the Buffalo area uh, Erie County uh, you're up there and and I know you mentioned the uh, dialing for for dollar folks and not to minimize them I would have been impressed as a young kid Do you remember the first person that you met that was doing anything that resembled? What you were going after whether it was acting or, uh, or singing dancing uh, radio? I, do you remember the first person you knew that was making a living doing something like that? It would be
4: sandy beach at WKBW and wow. he I think uh, my my sister befriended him because she kept calling to try and figure out where Bobby Sherman was staying <laughs> and and I think we got we got invited to go up and watch him do his radio show I would have been like 10 or something like that and that was that was really exciting walking into a radio station yeah. for the first time and I think I had a sense that that's where I was going to wind up.
1: You see at 10 years old in uh, in and around Buffalo and you're walking right. into a radio station. Yeah, that's a big deal.
4: Oh, yeah. And any guy that had, you know, the the um, let's just say the bravado to call himself Sandy Beach. <laughs> I mean, this that's a stage name, baby. Yeah, that's that, doing that's making it happen.
1: Yeah. I, I know Sandy Beach, you know, uh, it just why? Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing well, when you said the name. I'm like, wow, oh, well, uh, sweet guy, very sweet to us. Yeah, it, it just yeah, just amazing. It, look, you you had vision, you have vision, obviously. Uh, where do you see podcasting going? I mean, there's there's tens of millions of, of podcasts out there, and it's it's the wild west at this point. Uh First yeah. of all, would you would you ever have predicted? This uh, exactly and where it's going. And, uh, you know, you see the Joe Rogan contract that uh, that he made and and others following that. Uh, Do you uh, do you remember ever thinking that it would be this way? And uh, beyond that, uh, where do you see it going?
4: Yeah, I, I always thought it would be this way because it's it's the next logical step. You have streaming media where you, a person can watch it when they're ready and a person can press pause. So this is where radio needed to go. So this is the audio version of it. It's It's sort of tremendously unsorted it needs to have some kind of better organizational structure. But then of course that invites some mass media conglomerate gobbling up all of, all of us. And, you know, so I'm not exactly sure what's, what's the best way forward. I think it would be amazing if it, if it could be so uh, put in a social structure within which folks that were listening to the same show could converse with one another. Uh, It's, it's a little bit, too fragmented you know we're all looking in different places and we're all finding and listening in different ways which makes it seem unaccessible to folks that haven't have not yet uh, figured out how to access a podcast to them it feels like something uh, when you say it's a podcast it's like saying it's on hbo if you don't get hbo but what people don't realize is that if you have a phone in your pocket you have podcasts yeah. You just have to tap the podcast app and search for MediaPath. And it will start playing right on your phone because phones have pretty good speakers now. And then if you've ever done the Bluetooth or listened to a, a book on, on a recorded book, uh, listen to the Bluetooth or have a Bluetooth speaker or listened in your car, you just go to BT and it will start playing in your car just like your phone calls do now. So it's really a little bit of a learning curve and I think it needs to be better organized. Maybe Google a Google search that would, well one of the buttons was podcasts you know you can do images you can do news i think it could be better organized but i absolutely knew that this was where it was going audio audio on demand so that you can curate exactly what you'd listen to what you'd like to listen to while you're driving or while you're walking or while you're doing the laundry or the dishes or what have you but yeah and i think it kind of it it makes me feel like what it was like before TV where it it when people just had radio where it's like perfectly acceptable to be working a puzzle and listening to something that uses your imagination. I you know, I, I just think it's a, it's a wonderful way to be entertained and informed.
1: No question, especially when when Fritz Coleman and Louise Polenka are doing the entertaining and informing. Uh, Frank McKay here. Uh, our very special guest has been Louise Polenka. Uh, Louise, can you give us a website, a social media site, uh, where we could follow along with what you're doing, what Fritz and you were doing uh, with Media Path Podcast? And anything else you want to add before we leave? We have a website, uh, com.
4: And anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can just put in Media Path. Whether it's on Stitcher or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can just put in uh, Media Path, and you'll and you'll find it. You can go on Facebook. We're Media Path Pod. On Twitter, we're Media Path Pod. We also have a Facebook group called Media Path with Fritz and Weezy Podcast Community. You can join our our group and be eligible for to win stuff. Our guests like to sign books that we give away to folks that that are listening and. Uh, we would just love to get to know you.
1: Louise, uh, congratulations on everything. And uh, certainly, uh, uh, thank you very much for being here. Um, I, hopefully, I can get you for a part two, part three, part four, all of that. And uh, we can make this uh, a <laughs> somewhat uh, regular thing. Love telling people about, uh, about new podcasts. Uh, you do it well. Thank you very much for being here.
4: I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Louise Polanka, everyone, her and a partner, Fritz Coleman, are as good as they get, and uh, you, you don't get better than Media Path Podcast. Uh, please, I urge you to subscribe and, and go there. It's, it's, to me, it's the best podcast out there. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Louise Polanka has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.
0: He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on
3: 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.